When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. From Hale Varsity, B Vogue's editor, which comes with a lot of whew, <laughs> pressure. Brandon, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm good. Hey, right off the bat, I want you to listen to a clip. We're going to play one for you from yesterday. Shane? Hit the button. Yeah, that's really for the mat drill. You know, um, what, what we want is we want them to have elite feedback every day. Like, it, I mean, it takes about two hours for the staff. And we watch we, we, we watch every single rep of the mat drill, and we grade guys, and we, that, they're getting feedback, right? Like, to me, when you uh, – people say power corrupts. Uh, you know, I've always felt like powerless corrupts. When you're powerless to change your situation, when you feel like, hey, no matter what I do, I'm just going to always be this. So um, – there's going to be transparency and there's going to be honesty. It's going to be very, very direct. Um, I've learned over the years, like, you can be direct without, you know, attacking somebody. So this is one way. It's you have a great day, you're in a black jersey. You don't have a great day, you're in a red jersey. It's been fun for me, this being my fourth head coaching job, seeing guys on social media from here talking to guys from Baylor, talking to guys from Temple and, you know, them all talking, talking to guys from Western Carolina about the mat drills, about putting pushing prowlers and all that. So that part's been fun because there's this common experience of, hey, this is hard to go through, but they get, you know, they get feedback every day. And um, again, if you make things with these guys, if I say, hey, let's go run 10 40-yard dashes, they'll do it. They might not like it. But if I say, hey, let's see who the fastest is, they'll run 50 of them to keep trying to prove who's the f- – so if we make it competition and that's what the jerseys do, then uh, they'll compete at it and they'll fight for it. Brandon, I'll get you started off with this. Uh, we've heard Matt Rule talk a lot over the offseason since he's been hired. How much of of our buy-in to him – and I'll admit I'm, I'm drinking Kool-Aid as much as anybody at this point <laughs> – how much of it is that he actually does sound different and how much of it is we're just so desperate for him to be different? Mm. <sighs> Good question. Um, <clears throat> uh, let me think. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have no reason to disbelieve anything that he's been saying at this point, but mm-hmm. I also just come in knowing that first spring under a new staff is, is Kool-Aid chugging time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say it's probably 60% different. And I think the difference that I've noticed with him is the level of detail he'll go in with, with some of these items. Um, it's not just, we're going to hold guys accountable in that clip we just listened to. It's like, well, here's like four ways that I'm going to mention in these 45 seconds or whatever it was mm-hmm. that I'm actually doing. That. Yep. And the fact that, you know, got word that there was probably a press conference coming up on Monday, middle of last week, with a couple of players. When it came out on Friday that those two players were were Thomas Fedoni and Chief Borders. Um, no one would have picked or, that. No one. No. Really piqued my interest. And then we got the note about why those guys are there. 
So Matt Rule, since the very first press conference he had, has been talking about competition. First time we get to talk to players in kind of this official capacity, it's two guys who have excelled in that piece of it. So you're seeing a little bit of backup of everything that he said to this point, um, which does stand out to me as a little bit of a a difference um, from from past past coaching staffs. Uh, maybe it's just my K eight certified background with the old emphasis in special ed, mild to moderate to be specific. But my man drops Socratic methods. He's talking <laughs> about powerless corrupts. When he, when he says things like that, and then I can see the practical application, what you guys are talking about, mm-hmm. how he gives you examples of what those words mean, don't you just get the sense that they're actually modeling the behavior? Right. I know they're competing in the drills. I know that they're super gun-ho. But you just get the sense that they know that they're being watched and that's important to them when they invite you in their house. I, I, I think so. Um, you know, <laughs> I too uh, laughed yesterday live when he when he brought out the Socratic method. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the power the powerless quote also kind of stuck out to me, and I think he did a good job of outlining why he why he said what he said. But as I kind of you know, when I was listening to that real time, my reaction was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, one of these things that I think is a challenge for coaching at any level is, in particularly once you get to this level, the money's really high, the pressure is extraordinarily high. It becomes hard to, to kind of continually convey, like, look, guys, I can't want this for you. I want to win. I want to see you guys have success, but you've got to want to have, have that success too. That's the only way we're going to get there. And that's kind of how I read into that comment uh, of his that we that we just listened to. Brandon, Damon and I have been talking about chess versus checkers with Matt Rule a lot and, and how, you know, we're trying to talk ourselves into or just figure out how much of what he does is just, hey, this is how I operate, and how much of it is him thinking two or three steps ahead. In light of – you mentioned Thomas Fedoni and Chief Borders being kind of total wild cards in terms of being the ones to talk yesterday. How much of that do you think is kind of a chess move on his part to say, hey, if you do the things we ask you to do, you're going to get privileges that other people don't get? I, I, I think it was a big piece of it. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that it was outlined specifically like on fr- last Friday, hey, here's why you're going to hear from these two. Um, definitely felt like like a calculated move and you know it's been an interesting it's been an interesting balance with rule you know because we have gotten to hear from him a good amount considering they haven't even started spring football yet Mm -hmm. um and it's it's i i would describe him i the thing i have has resonated with me is that he does come across as very like plain spoken as like hey guys here's what it is but don't think that the Hey, I'm saying this to these guys, the media, us, for a reason because I know it trickles down. Like there, there is a strategic element. I think that he does a good job of disguising a lot of the time, it, whether intentionally or not. But it's there. Like I don't look at this as like it's just it is what it is. Um, there's always, I think, something a little bit more going on. And and having been through this process twice in relatively quick succession in rebuilding two different programs i think there's there's a little bit of sticking to the playbook 
but knowing that the playbook's a little bit different each place you go. Oh, that's interesting. So let me – okay, uh, so I think understanding – and he tries to outline it in terms of what it looks like, but I think we too often confuse simple with easy. He says some things that seem pretty simple on the surface, mm -hmm. but don't always appear very easy to execute, even in our own personal lives. How important is that, that he's like giving the actual examples? And because he'll say things like, listen, just simply being on time, mm -hmm. getting 10 guys to one thing. Um, you, you get this, you hear it, the powerless, corrupting, the getting constant feedback. Uh, what's another? He's got a ton of examples. Um, I, I feel like, you know, we watch everything every rep, every mobility thing that they do. Those seem simple, but they're not easy. Mm -hmm. How how quickly better should we learn that distinction if we want to coexist with this staff? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be kind of the key to key to their their chosen leadership style. Like it's easy to understand the expectations. The expectations themselves are still going to be difficult to hit for for some guys. Um, you know, Chief Borders, a guy who's been on campus for barely two months, uh, it's clearly clicked with him. Like, uh, he's, he's understood it to this point. So I think that's always where you're trying to strike that balance between easy and simple. And, that, you know, that's a really good way to put it, Damon, because they are different. Like, the easier it is to understand, I think, the expectations being asked of, of you as a player, um, that helps the harder those things are to hit, at least at this stage where you're kind of still starting out under a new staff, that's okay. Like it's designed to be hard in, in that regard. And, and we'll see where we stand, you know, two months from now, kind of when the portal opens back up and Nebraska has closed the book on this spring session. Brandon, we talked to Dr. Elza last week. We've heard from Matt Rule a lot. The vibe that I've gotten from basically everyone associated with the program that I've heard from is that they kind of expect this thing to turn around faster than the last two do. Is that a, 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 a vibe that you've gotten from them as well? Or am I maybe just reading too much into positive po or uh, off season talk? I, I don't think you're reading too much into it. Um, you know, based on what we've heard and just kind of the way that I look at Nebraska football at the moment, like, this doesn't have to be the the hard year one that this staff, well, portions of this staff saw at Temple and and Baylor, I don't think. Um, it could be, and, and it's not, you know, a referendum if things end up going that way this fall. But, uh, you know, I, I would expect Nebraska's preseason win total to be somewhere close to six, six and a half, um, which, you know, is where it's kind of been for for much much of the past three or four seasons so that says to me that you know we know nebraska had didn't hit those numbers in in the recent past but it kind of says to me that hey they kind of look at this team you know the nebraska's talent you remove the coaching staff talent you know returning production all that stuff that's pretty similar to where it's been for most of the past four or five years. And if we look at the, the past regime and say, well, it's pretty clear that Nebraska underachieved for, for whatever reason. Um, just getting them back to, I think, hey, being as good as you actually can be, maximizing what this program can be now, 
I think if that happens, uh, Nebraska fans are going to walk away pretty happy with the 2023 football season because I think that's where Nebraska's true level is at. One of the best in the business. That's Brandon Bogle. B, enjoy the weekend. You too, guys. Thanks. Coming back. We'll start our number two.